back to the Let's Be Friends podcast. I'm here with my friend, Dan Shukas. He's here for his fourth appearance. He is the host of the Cosmic Keys podcast, where he interviews interesting people about spirituality, current events, and the occult. Dan is not just the host of the Cosmic Keys podcast. He's also a member of the band Moonstone Quill. He's permanently shadow banned for speaking out against the woke demic. And he's a friend of mine whose humor always brightens my cold, dark heart. Welcome to the show, Dan. Hey, what's up? Thanks for having me, Kara. It's good to be back. It's, It's been too long. Yeah, and it feels like forever, but like you're definitely an OG on the podcast. That was your fourth time. I love it. I look forward to coming on. It's you're, and I like, I like that your show. Your show. It's appropriate to have regulars. I like that. Um, yeah, to have you're like a co-host friend. Like you know anybody who comes back multiple times becomes a co-host friend. Actually, be careful because we might end up co-hosting a podcast together because float. Yeah, float kept coming on the podcast, and now he and I co-host. I can't believe it's news. Then eyes on the right kept coming on, and now she and I co-host not so secret societies. So Dan, let's start thinking about. <laughs> uh, yeah, like I'd be my fourth podcast. I mean, never say never. I'm I'm down. Yeah, totally. I'm 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 probably down. You know. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, right. Depends. What if not, just I I love coming on. Um, let's, let's be, be friends. friends. You would be my my co-pilot. Let's be friends. So that's something very interesting that anybody would only know if they were watching the YouTube video right now. Dan and I are wearing matching clothes. <laughs> <laughs> we, Dan messaged me. You were on where were you on vacation like two weeks ago? C- Clearwater Beach, Florida. <laughs> and you found a jet. What did you find there? So I got this shirt. Um, they had a lot of they had a lot of like let's go Brandon <laughs> like leaning back like showing our shirt off. <laughs> yeah, there were tons of t-shirt shops with really funny trashy stuff. Lots of let's go Brandon. Yeah, Bryson. Um, and I got this one pressed. Bryson he- follows the podcast. the The guy who wrote that song, he follows. Let's be friends. <laughs> wow, that's awesome. Yeah, let's go Brandon. Clearwater Beach uh, shirts. The shirt shirt shows um it shows a a soldier with the american flag behind him but his face is a skull (laughs) (laughs) and it says sorry if sorry if my patriotism offends you then at the bottom it says trust me your lack of a spine offends me more yeah yeah (laughs) so you you showed like showed off your your picture i said can i wear my new shirt to the the show? Yeah, when I invited you on and I immediately found myself one and now and I got it. And here we are wearing matching shirts. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I know you're like, I mean it when I say your sense of humor always brightens my cold, dark heart. Anybody, uh, please help Dan get out of being shadow banned because on Instagram and look at his stories. I anytime I need a laugh, you're you aren't shadow banned to me. You show up like under my let's be friends like first and let's be friends only follows guests so it's a smaller feed maybe that's why but every time i just love what you posted your stories it's so funny well you're one of 15 people that gets to see it <laughs> see, that makes me laugh <laughs> <laughs> so i would yeah it's i don't know i guess you gotta i'm i'm I love repost. I'm really just reposting stuff. I'm like, but you're curating it very curating. well. Curating, yeah, it's yeah. It's what you and pick. You know, I know it's gonna be worthwhile, not like twenty shitty things. Yeah, and I, I it's kind of, it's, it, it's kind of like I'm just like the forward button when I'm. Uh, I find a lot of it on Twitter, 
a lot of the times in like the comment section, someone will post a meme and I'm like, that's great. And I'll just screenshot it and put it right on uh cosmic keys. But I'm down to 15 views per yeah, what'd you do? What do you think? What is it that got you so shadow banned? Was it being on um, tinfoil hat? <laughs> no, it came before that. It was like uh, a lot of like, basically your, your story keeps a log of everything you've ever posted in your stories. And so I post every day, sometimes like 10 slides per day. And it's all in this massive deep thing of your archive and they basically will give you a notification like with the red um, mm-hmm. exclamation point and say like, this isn't like fact, independent fact checkers have deemed this misinformation. It's like random memes. Who, then, yeah. <laughs> but they're random memes from like yeah. two months earlier that are expired. Oh my gosh. Seriously? But they're sitting in your archive. And they come so back I, and give you so a I don't, warning for it. Wow. Yeah. So I, I turned, if you don't want to get shadow banned. tactics. Yeah. If you don't like want to get shadow trenches. banned, then um, turn off the archive. Because it takes a while for them to, when a meme is fresh, you know, it takes a while for the fact checkers to, you know, flag it or whatever. But if it's sitting in your archive, they can still give you strikes or whatever. And then at a certain point, they were, they said it would be 90 days it's, I have no idea how long ago that was, but uh, it's like a 90 day ban where they tell you. <laughs> so, oh my God. But each time I got that. Who are these people? You it's, know? Like a, it's a robot, it's an AI. Yeah. So, yeah, Tyler. Um, but I, I also, I, I bet there's humans who, you know, curate what's oh, yeah, going to get your people, shadow ban. There's big enough losers out there for sure. Yeah, but I think it's, I think I'm amongst. A lot of other good people that are also shadow banned. There's a lot of people out there, and it's kind of like it's kind of like a trophy if you are against <laughs> the fucking beast system, you know? Yeah, yeah. No, to- speaking of the beast system, did you watch the Super Bowl, the halftime uh, show? I, I, I didn't watch a I didn't watch a second of it. Good for you. I for I, you. I haven't been doing that, and there's <laughs> years where I'm like, thank God, I missed the uh, like demonic halftime show but i've heard this one wasn't super yeah it we break it down really hard on not so secret society's episode dropped today and um i was thinking of the beast system because it starts i watched the halftime show a couple times for to you know see the symbolism and it starts out with like the outer space and then it zooms into LA and you see the light grid and then you see that light grid and it gets small and then Dr. Dre's like up in this commander like DJ booth kind of like the wizard or like the architect or like a and beats it, commercial yeah yeah and the light grid which looks like a microchip of LA which is underneath the whole stage microcosms up to his palm of his hand Dr. Dre's hand and it literally looks like a microchip in the hand so Very I think, yeah, I think like, yeah, this Super Bowl wasn't as obvious, but all everything that it did show was like mind programming stuff to me. Yeah. Um, just thinking about it, looking at the lineup, like I'm almost triggered because like I love, I don't even love hip hop or whatever, but it brings back those memories like 50 Cent in the club. I was in eighth yeah. grade. I remember buying that CD from Best Buy and like, that's deep. So anybody that's I'm like my <laughs> like my age or whatever, that's that's taking you back. So like uh-huh. whatever they're doing with um those artists, like 
it just shows the power of all that because it takes you back to. Yeah. Well, that's okay. So I think that this is like mind programming. Like think of Zoolander when, uh, you know, the, with Ben Stiller, right? Zoolander, mm-hmm. where he's a male model and he's like doing the runway for like, a, he gets some special show that Will Ferrell's like this like fashion guy, I can't remember his name, but he's going down the runway and they had mind programmed him. They show you, they mind programmed to be an assassin for the prime minister of like Malaysia and they cue him through a song. And so when you think of these songs that come on that are from our, our like nineties, like high school years or whatever, um, which I did listen to Dr. Dre and all that right before the podcast to amp myself up because <laughs> it amps you up and it does something. Well, I was listening to the, I had just kind of like watching the Super Bowl and Eminem's up there do it. And you know, Eminem like, gotta do that. Lose it. You gotta lose yourself to dance to the, you know, that song. Yeah. Um, and I'm reading the lyrics of the song because I hear the word rabbit. He says the clocks run out. Time's over. Sent back to reality. Oh, there goes gravity. There goes rabbit. He choked. He's mad, but he won't give up that easy. Won't have any nose. So he says he talks about time running out. He talks about a rabbit. This is Allison in Wonderland programming, which is MK Ultra, right? And we're talking about how these songs trigger something. And then the next verse, he goes, you better lose yourself in the music, you know? And so it's like, you're being told to follow a rabbit. Then you're being told to lose yourself. And then lose yourself. Just let go. Yeah. And wait, the kiss is the big cherry on top. The next verse he's singing and he goes, the world is mine for the taking. Make me king as we move towards a new world order. Yeah, I remember that line. (laughs) what and that's even just thinking about that because like last year was like the weekend as like demonic (laughs) it was so demonic last year yeah but even this year the theme this year is like they're pulling back the the restrictions like the memes flooded of all the celebrities not wearing a mask and the 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 thing in the sky unmask our kids Yep, I saw that from this, your stories. I saw that from your stories. Yeah, and then like this week, um, they're lifting them everywhere, and it's because th- there's an election coming up, right? And these blue state jack jerk offs are demon crats. Like, we're fucked. De- we're demon fucked. Crats. But I, I think even now the theme is not in your face devil worship stuff. It's more just like, hey, mo- hey, everybody who loves this pretty straightforward music that's not controversial. Across the board, people know these rappers. It's just like ease back into this normal. Everything's fine. Just go back to you being an eighth grader and listening to Fifty Cent. No, no devil horns. No Satan. We're back to normal. It's. I, I get the sense <laughs> that the programming is right now. There were devil horns though. They do well, their there's thing. Always devil they horns, did tons but, of it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, but um, yeah. I I think I think the the lack of like overt symbolism is probably related to the same timeline, which is like COVID's basically over uh, like the, the blue States are flipping the, the script. Cause how, how the fuck can you keep this going? Like who still is, oh. who thinks we're in a real pandemic? I, Who's, who thinks there are dead bodies in the street or overfilled <laughs> hospitals? Like it ain't happening. Amen. Yeah, no, totally. It's it. I saw someone yesterday driving alone in a car with a mask on. So whenever I say this is proof that ESP, <laughs> I was going to say ESPN, this is proof ESP works. <laughs> ESPN, like special ed, like I'm special ed, but uh, the, yes, you are. When I see some, <laughs> <laughs> so am I. 
when I, when I, one to no one. When I see somebody like driving alone with the mask in my head, I'm just like mouth closed, picture my mouth. You better closed. lose I'm like, Freak. I'm, I just look at him and say, freak. And then you see him kind of like twitch and they're like, and I'm like, damn, my mind like made him squirm a little bit because I do that. I'm like, take the fucking mask off, freak. Like, it's really not. It's not spiritual at all. It's um, not being <laughs> empathetic or forgiving or loving, but it might be proof that ESP works because I'm just like, yeah, ESP I just do that. I, I'm just like, freak, you fucking no, freak. Totally. I actually, I'm glad you brought up ESP because I like made some notes of some fun things I want to talk about with you. And one of them was John D. Have you heard of John D? Yeah, I read a book about John D. He's a pretty interesting guy. And he's all, he was, I guess he was pretty good with telepathy. And, and crystal gazing and uh uh he also uh okay so he was an english mathematician and astrologer and advisor to queen elizabeth one so that would be the elizabeth now's mom right is that right no it it's further back it's oh, like further back it's during shakespeare's shakespearean times okay good yeah so th that's right okay and so he was really like an expert on occult matters and basically like he channeled these beings called the archons and he used Enochian magic to do this and um he would use seers as well because i don't think he was very good at seeing but he was more tel telepathic and um i think that that he was pretty good at what he did i don't i'm not so sure this was a good guy because i'm not a big fan of royalty myself but interesting yeah, I read him. a book. I read a book about him that came out. Um, the guy who wrote is Jason Louvre, and it was called John D. and the Empire of the Angels because he was co communicating with entities who he thought were angels or they presented themselves as angels. And it, um, for his time, he was like a, a genius. He had like a huge library. And other than like the occult and astrology and hermeticism, he was like the leading mathematician of the time. And just kind of like, this was a time of where everybody was illiterate, you know? So, and it was kind of. Including Shakespeare's parents, but we'll talk about that. <laughs> yeah. So he, he, it was that Shakespearean time. Um, and Shakespeare, William Shakespeare is probably um, what's his face. Francis Bacon. We're going to talk about Bacon. him too. This is going to be a, um, we're going to, for everybody listening, this whole podcast is going to talk about, this is about Pluto's return coming up. This is today dropping on 2-22-22, a very significant day in time. And this all ties to these people we're talking about because we're talking about the founding of the United States and we're going to go all the way into the occult meeting of Washington, D.C. Yeah. Back. But back to John D. So John D. was kind of um, around during these Shakespearean times where um, magic mm -hmm. and the supernatural was like, really thought of or it was like it was like mainstream to think like fairies were real and there was yeah. fairy tales and it was magic and witches even in Shakespeare like uh I think it's Macbeth with the three witches he was writing yeah, yeah. about he was writing about the opinions that people had that there were these haggard women like doing diabolical stuff and it was pro there were there there are that's that's what humans have been doing for a while but um john the the argument of that book was kind of like that the the british empire came to be because of john d because 
some of the downloads were like build up the British Navy, 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 sea battles. And there, I don't have a lot of specifics, but he was Queen Elizabeth's court astrologer or court astrologer. So he chose like this is something I would do. He chose her coronation date, which was like a strange hour. So it was, you know, he, he yeah, did yeah. an astrological well, election. Every hour is like a plant uh, ties to a planet, right? What every hour, the, the rising every hour and a half, two hours, the rising sign changes. So the whole chart changes. So when you're right. picking a time, you have to, it's down to the rising sign point, but he did that with her and he developed what's known as Enochian magic, which is like really trippy that he, he was getting communication from these angels by scrying in a crystal ball. And they gave him this system that would kind of like translate these glyphs into this language on it's called the Enochian is the language. So it was like a whole different language and the angels said, this is the language of Adam in the garden. Oh, weird. So pre, yeah. so it was like this guttural, like archaic language that no one heard of, but it checked out and they would communicate with him um, that way. But the argument in the book was kind of like the British empire was due to his involvement initially with Elizabeth, because these angels were saying like the new world will be sort of, I don't know. There's like, God wants this. God wants you to do this. God like, yeah. So it, basically it's, if he, if he wasn't involved with queen Elizabeth, our timeline would be. Yeah, no, totally. So completely different, you know? Yeah. He, um, he was a Rosicrucian grandmaster, um, and a secret agent for the new intelligence network. The D I, I said, I guess he signed his reports 007, right? Did you hear that? Yeah. And so he, and he was like a cryptographer. So like spies are like creating systems and stuff to, to send secret messages and stuff. So you like decode the, the language and stuff. So him as an occultist, um, he was doing a lot of that for her as well. So even some of the, some of the source material we have, like the journals and letters, some of it, you don't know if he's like writing in code or some type of cryptography so it's a rabbit hole there's people that will say yeah i mean those weren't angels those were just something like something bad because they're they you can argue that colonization of the new world led to so much like death and uh sadness yeah. and horror but yeah. i mean it's, it's kind of just well, no, a given because yeah. that's our timeline but yeah you know they were his interaction with these angels were um, influencing the fate of the British Empire, which became the United States. So totally, and so and the American Revolution was plotted and planned by the same group that plotted the English and the French revolutions. You know, it's almost like I kind of wonder if John Dee was maybe channeling some of the fallen angels accidentally, because they have a lot. I think they have a lot of information, and they kind of like. You know, maybe these they were giving information for all these to create all these wars and these conflicts like that just doesn't seem like, you know, like because that's what the British Empire went and took over the world. So it was John D's like people tell, telling, you know, is that like what they were telling? Probably telling her to do stuff like that. Like, yeah, about, bring really, up, build up your Navy and like all these dark stuff. It's hard to say. I mean, 
it's just like our time, like it's a, it's a mystery. We don't know. Yeah. We don't Anytime know. Anytime anybody is talking to anything from the other side, you don't, there's no way to verify. There's no way. You're right. <laughs> like, yeah, no, you're, you're right. Um, so yeah. yeah, who knows? It's interesting though. And it's, and, and when you ask me, was he a good guy or a bad guy? Like based off reading that book, I think he, he was like a very devout because, you know, back in the, t- back in that day, um, the church like was everything like the church and religion was everything in the, that century. So if you're educated, you're like a theologian, if you're at his level, his tier of being a scholar, yeah. you're mostly focused on biblical sc- scholarship or like theology, you know, cause that's your world. So I, from reading that book, you could tell he was praying constantly and was like, had like a very like uh not puritan but like old school religious devotion yeah to the church and to to god and christianity um but he thought he was talking to angels and this was the science of the time the occult it was like they were those old school occultists were just sort of thinking they were thinking very religious terms like we're studying the natural world to develop, to understand the creator, you know? Yeah. And it was like the awe and the mystery of God in studying this stuff. And I agree. That's my, that's still my perspective. I study the esoteric. I don't, I think studying this brings me closer to the mind of God, you know? Yeah. I mean, it says in, and I'm just, I don't, can't tell you, I think it's in the new Testament. Maybe you were the one who told me this. It says like, be as wise as a serpent but innocent as a dove and so it's like you need to understand like magic dark magic is being used against us it's just a fact humanity's under mass hypnosis we there's people still masking in cars that's magic there you know that's not good Mm -hmm. magic and um so but you have to know what's going on that's like where i'm at with astrology and even why i want to talk about like the pluto's return and stuff because i like for me, I never cared about astrology until like my kind of awakening in 2020, not kind of, was it definitely an awakening of sorts. And then I got into astrology and I was like, wow, this is amazing. It's spot on and all this stuff. But then I almost feel like, I was like, why do I have to like define myself by this? You know what I mean? Like it is kind of like falling into a certain label or something. And, oh, did you just hear that? My voice? Did you hear that sound? That was wild. Did it come there was a little. De- there was a little delay that was for sure. Weird. It's as if, uh, 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 um, it was John D coming through. Uh, no. <laughs> but, uh, but no. You, can you say that again? Because you were kind of breaking up. You were yeah, saying yeah, you so liked astrology. Saying, like and I, now- felt, I really fell for astrology, and I started really like being like, "Oh, Mercury's in retrograde. I better not sign any contracts. I'm going to do things this way. And I might as well. Oh, I'm going to wait." And then I had friends that were like, "I'm not going to talk to you till the eclipse portal closes," and like people going like getting kind of like a little what I felt a little too tied to it. And then I started really questioning like what was going on with astrology at a mass level. Cause yeah, like we're all like, honestly, like you think of like the planets, they're all named after these Greek gods that all stand for stuff. Um, and I do believe that there's something where I'm, I don't know, maybe the moon or like Saturn and the black cube and like energies moving off the moon. Like everybody acts different around a full moon and a like a new moon. Like there's something it's real. There's something, mm-hmm. I guess, like, and so I just, um, I kind of decided to observe it rather than like take it on. Does that make sense? That's what I, my long answer of saying is I have kind of shifted from like, let, like moving my life around from astrology. And now I'm rather like, I want to be as wise 
as a serpent and know about it, but I'm, I'm going to go ahead and sign contracts if I want to with Mercury's in retrograde. Yeah, totally. I mean, I don't recommend like I, for example, have been really busy working on this astrology calendar and I haven't been doing the forecast, haven't been recording podcasts and which if anybody I, wants to purchase an astrology calendar, the, Dan did this amazing, beautiful art for each month that like he's, you kind of like corresponded, like pulled out a lot of elements. I feel like for the month, what to expect into there. And, and he turned them into N- NFTs and he's selling these calendars, which are going to say a little bit about that. That's why you to drop these calendars. Yeah, they're, so they're beautiful. And I ordered thank, one and I would love you. Yeah. I, uh, basically I made a wall calendar and original art for each month. Um, and it, it was just a very time consuming first time doing it project. It was so fun. I, it was a, a pleasure t- for me to do it. Um, and I was having fun the whole time and like really wanted to do it. Like I, I'm stubborn as fuck and I was going to do it, you know? Yeah. yeah. Um, you didn't you work on a ton of it and like it deleted or something and you had to redo. Yeah. A lot, a, Cause I had to type in, <laughs> I have this p- program solar fire where I'm reading off each transit for each day. And so I had to type it in, in Adobe illustrator and I was just copying and pasting um, each glyph. Cause I didn't memorize like, the keys of, of each one. I just, I created a format of like the glyphs and kind of just was constantly copying and pasting and making each of the information laid out. And then I lost some of that at a certain point. But um, what I was getting at was like this, when, when we were originally talking about astrology, like I have a show about astrology. I do astrology. People beg me for advice. I don't even mean, I don't even mean beg like in a cocky way, but just like if I'm gone, people are like, I really missed your forecast, blah, blah, blah. So I, I feel a duty to do astrology, to help people. And there is a, uh, people want help. It's really helpful when you're at a crossroads or you're going through something it's for a daily, everyday thing to be obsessed with. If your life is going fine, let it go fine. And if your life is if you're going through something hard, then it's better to look at astrology and be like, what's going on? Is there any context to what I'm going through? But the main thing is just li- like live your life and don't, don't give it too much power because it works in a really subtle way and it works in a way that you cannot pin down. Yeah. One, t- putting two symbols together like <laughs> sun and moon in a sign you know, there's a million different interpretations for what you could do. So it isn't like art. a language. It's, it's like a whole language. Yeah. It's a language and it's profound. And John um, D you're like John D studied it, you know, John like D was that, a master. Was a big thing. Yeah. 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 So, um, there's definitely something to it. And I try to have like a humble approach, but what I was getting at is like, I was working on the calendar and I wasn't paying attention to astrology for like months at a time, you know? So I, I'm an astrologer and, but mainly I'm a podcaster and doing astrology was just kind of something I was naturally good at that people wanted me to, to keep doing for them or with them. And I think it really is helpful when you need it. Um, yeah, it was help. You actually, I was, I remember, I think the last time we talked, like, I I can't remember it was a few months ago. I was like having a an intense week and you just messaged me and out of the blue you were just well it was not a blue because you knew why to message me because you looked at my you saw like you we had talked about how i was gonna have this 
heavy energy and you were like, how you doing? And I was like, I'm having a rough week. And like, it was nice to have. And all I did out. was I, I just gave you a timeline. I was like, <laughs> yeah. like tomorrow it'll be a little, uh, I was like, by yeah. next week, it'll basically be gone. Um, yeah. And, and that, that help helps you just, anything. that's like being as sharp. That's why being as wise as the serpent. That's what that means to me. Yeah. Understanding what's going on, but not being controlled by it. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, um, cause it's happening somehow it's happening. There, there's something going on. You know, to totally like turn your back on things going on completely. It's like, well, I'm not going to live in denial on either way. Yeah. And it, it really is like, um, it's like these things we're working with are like forces of karma and forces of nature. Like if you, if you are someone who believes that you come here with a purpose and you come here to learn a specific thing or you, you agree, you consent before you come in. You could call it a soul contract. Like if you believe in that, if you believe in a pre-life and an afterlife, where which is better than here, um, I think astrology signals the timing of this program, which is your life. You know, I think I have that view that you know the, the soul is like eternal and up there close to God, but wants to come here to the world of duality and good and evil and um it's like, it's part of the timing of that. It's like the simulation idea that, you know, there's divine timing. God, and it's God's plan. God is God's I'm plan. About the, God's plan. The, the, the one, <laughs> the big God. Like, every, like, there is only one God <laughs> in my book. But yeah, that's, <laughs> that's as big as things can be. Yeah. So everything, it's a, like, if God, allowed this clock in the sky to be here i yeah, think everything. it's here god for allowed a reason. everything to be here if god created everything god created lucifer too he created satan i'm thinking of lucifer of course satan chronos because he's the big time in the sky we're being ruled by saturn basically the people who are running this world worship saturn which is chronos which is time and the big clock in the sky is the planets yeah right? and this this realm has to have evil in it or it has to have good and there's duality here so we're here like to rise above the evil and recognize the evil and resist the evil or learn about it and um learn lessons i that's like i think there's supposed to be villains down here or else what is this show we're watching what is this play we're performing like i don't know all the world's a stage, you know, yes. like everything. Okay. I'm glad you so, said that because that reminds me of Shakespeare. That, and yeah. this, let's wind back around before we get to Shakespeare. We were at John D. We're talking about the American, the revolutions and the wars and, and all that. And then Francis Bacon comes into the picture and you had mentioned him earlier. Where did you hear about Francis Bacon? Honestly, in um, the secret teaching of all ages, he said straight <laughs> up, it was like, oh, there was no Shakespeare. It was the Rosicrucians with Francis Bacon, of course. And it shows yeah. them the picture of Shakespeare with the mask on, um, like because there's like a, a line across the edge of his cheek. And it's like this person and even something with their little group was the spear shakers like in that chapter in the secret teaching of all ages, it was, um, it showed this like old woodcut with like some guy with like a giant spear. And it was kind of like in images and 
symbols kind of saying Shakespeare is this group. It's not an individual guy. So, yeah, yeah. Well, it, I mean, you look at Shakespeare and it says that um, it, it's quite evident that Shakespeare could not unaided have produced the immortal writings bearing his name. He didn't possess the literary culture um, where he lived in Stratford contained no school capable of importing the higher forms of teaching and learning. They reflected the writings ascribed to him. His parents were illiterate. Um, and in his early life, he evinced a total regard for studying. And then also like, there's only six known examples of Shakespeare's handwriting and all the signatures, like, um, none of them, it looks like he was either copying a signature or his hand was being guided. Um, so there's a lot, I mean, there's a lot more too, but basically like Shakespeare, they say his ghostwriter is this Francis Bacon guy who was a Rosicrucian. And also a Freemason. I think, did he help start some of these groups? I feel like he helped. This is 16, around 1600s. Yeah, I don't really know. I mean. I think like he had a part in like, because it says here that when the Rosicrucian manifestos were published, the fama fraternities, the fame of the brotherhood, confessos fraternities, the confession of brotherhood and criminal what or criminal cynical wedding of Christian Rosicrucian. So the. Host yeah, manifestos. Yeah. So these are like three manifestos that came around in like between the 1500s and the 1600s. And they describe the most um, about basically universal reformation of mankind. And Francis Bacon is connected to these. And out of that, they say that like the Rosicrucians and the Freemasons were like created as like free thinking groups. And Francis Bacon had a huge play in all that. And he was supposedly uh, his queen Elizabeth was supposedly his mom. Do you know that? Yeah, There's I, haven't, a I haven't looked into this <laughs> this like time period or these names in a while. But uh... I just did a document, a twelve hour documentary series that my friend has on VHS. I oh know, shit! Or DVD, maybe it's even, no, they're I can't remember DVDs, but they're old enough that like I can't remember the names. Don't know where to find them. They're amazing and like all the stuff we're talking about tonight that I've learned on these documentaries. And this is just awesome to be able to talk about it. Well, it's, there's a chapter about it in the secret teaching of all ages, like about Francis Bacon and Manly P hall is, is like, he was so great, blah, blah, blah. Like, like saying, and I mean, it, I mean, you got to think about it at that time. It wasn't an, an illiterate world run by the Catholic church. Right. Straight up. That's it. And um, it's interesting, too, because apparently the angels were more pro-Catholic than uh, Protestant to John D. They were like, because basically Queen Elizabeth was the queen who exited out of the church of of the Catholic church and started the Church of England, you know, so Mm -hmm. or I guess it wasn't the Church of England. She she like got on she got on board with protestantism as opposed to catholicism so like and then the person after her was king james who made the king james bible oh and they say that francis bacon may have even had it i I don't know about this i'm just throwing it out i'd heard that he may have had his hands editing the king james yeah i mean they this was that era era like like before the bible was in latin and the catholic church gate gatekeeped it um they didn't wait the the catholic book has the the bible has the apocatheries have you heard of that like eight extra books like the book of wisdom is in there 
that those are like the Gnostic books. Yeah, but like they're in the Catholic Bible. I I feel like too. I don't, I don't, you, I don't know. I, I I just want to read the like mo like the big like the most information. You know, like can't they just have like make a Bible and be like here? This one has everything in it still. People keep trying to tell me the Bible's missing stuff. It's been messed with because, you know, I'm reading it for the first time. And I'm talking well, the about Bible is a library of different unrelated books. I yeah. mean, they're related, different authors, different time periods, different cultures. Some of them are documenting events as like firsthand eyewitnesses. And some of them, like in the New Testament, um, like, who is it? St. Paul didn't know jesus but he no, was like the he did guy. it he was saul before right no yeah he was first saul I actually know he can he converted after jesus this was gone an, yeah this is an acts i believe dude i'm learning the bible I, I know what you're talking about and i love paul and saul basically blasphemized christians and was really mean to christians it kind of like i used to be like make fun of them and all that stuff and then got he was like on a walk and god blinded him for four days <laughs> And like he basically had this whole experience with God and God made him see again. And in that process of giving him his sight back, he became a believer. And like, then he ended up writing like a lot of the Bible and being like a really cool character in the Bible. It yeah. Be a better call Saul. I don't know why. Yeah. The, the road to Damascus was the conversion. Oh, you know better, but what, yeah. I, but what I'm letting saying, me tell the story. <laughs> but what I'm saying with Paul was he wasn't a disciple. Like he was like, he's in the Bible, but he never met Christ. He was, Do you the have first... to meet Jesus to be a disciple. Well, he had, Jesus had 12 disciples. I'm like, Do you have to meet Jesus. I want to meet Jesus. <laughs> the, there, yeah. The, the, to answer, there was 12 disciples and they lived with him. like, they were alive when he was alive. Paul, they like just hung out. Could you Paul imagine? Never, how cool? Paul was at, was a Roman, a uh -huh. Roman Jew who converted after Jesus died and Christianity was spreading. But what I'm saying is that's his letters are still in the Bible, but he wasn't even an eyewitness to Jesus. Do you know what I'm saying with that? Yeah, I get what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, I, get, I, get, I get what you're saying. But you treat when people say the Bible is everything like that is a very different text than the Gospels because the Gospels are from Matthew, Mark, Luke, John. And they are disciples and they oh, were eyewitnesses. Those, wait, so there's gospels in the Bible. There's there, the some of them are gospel. I love Matthew. What was the other what gospels? Matthew's Matthew, great. Mark, Luke, and John. So in every in John is the, great. There's too. The, okay, this is the, these are all like happy. Gospel means a good word, right? And the four gospels are the four elements and the four beasts of like the tarot card. In, in churches, they have the lion with wings, the angel with wings, the ox with wings and the eagle. And those are the four gospels. They're associated with those, but those are the constellations. Leo is the lion. Um, Aquarius is the angel. Oh, Scorpio wow. is the eagle. Cause Scorpio used to be an eagle and the ox or the bull is Taurus. So wow. they, they in the structure of the Bible kept that concept of the four, four, four seasons, it's numerology. So when they put the Bible together, they said there were, tw you know, there were 12 disciples and the Gnostic texts have different disciples telling their point of view with very different general themes, but we have these four and they are core in like the old school church. 
they use that symbolism of the four beasts and the four gospels. So in a church, if you walk into like a, a church somewhere near the entryway, if it's old school, we'll have those four and those represent the four gospels, which are the firsthand eyewitness uh, testimonies of disciples who lived with Christ. Those wow. are, so that's like, Thank you that's for explaining like the, that. the storytelling of, it's the storytelling of an eyewitness of the works of Christ, you know? So, but then yeah. the acts of the apostles, like Paul, that's him kind of expounding on Christianity and what they want and stuff to the conversion, the people who are converting. So that's why they say stuff like the, in Greece, they, they, the heathens were near the temple of Athena and like there's stuff like that in the acts. Cause those are about the apostles spreading the good news and creating the movement, you know? So, okay. and then at the very end, it's the book of revelation, <laughs> which is like, I've studied that. <laughs> yeah. 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 So yeah, I kind of just went on a stone, I actually have, stoned Bible. No, tangent. that was amazing. No, I love it. Cause I, I, I love learning the Bible. Like it's amazing. I, and I have my own personal thing with it because I did not grow up going to church. My parents never talked about God. We didn't have a Bible in the house. Like there was just zero talk. Love you, mom and dad. Like I'm not like complaining or saying anything bad. Like as a kid, I loved it. I didn't have to go to church. My friends who were Catholic called um, Sunday school CCD children's catholic dungeon and uh, i went to church a couple times just as like have sleepovers go and i didn't like it i didn't like somebody preaching to everybody and everybody having to listen to that person up front i didn't like i didn't like church so i was like whatever this isn't for me so i had just like developed like i always believed in god i've never been agnostic but i never believed in jesus who is god in flesh and so i kind of i guess in a way was not believing in God because I literally would laugh about Jesus. I would think about Jesus on my own. And again, keep in mind, I'd never read the Bible. No one ever talked to me about Jesus. No one ever talked to me about God, but I think about Jesus and I just think, yeah, right. This guy lived like, I just didn't, I would just like, I didn't believe it. And then I had my whole experience last spring, which I'm not going to go into again. Like I've ugh, gone into it enough. And uh, <laughs> Jesus came into my life and, uh, it's a real thing. And like, I, I can't, again, though, like you're saying, we can't prove any, you know, anything, anything except what we feel within is real. And I believe Jesus lived now and to look absolutely. That was God had to send him, himself down into a body, into the flesh to talk to us, to do his thing, whatever, you know, it's a really pretty big whole thing, but I can't, like, I look at myself and I'm like, wow, I'm observing Kara right now. She used to think Jesus didn't live for 39 years. And all of a sudden now I firmly believe he did. And it's just crazy to see this transformation in myself. But I love talking about the Bible now. I love talking about Jesus. And I can't, it's the last place I would have ever, ever have pictured I would be because uh, last spring I couldn't have said Jesus Christ out loud comfortably. Anyway, wow. Woo. Yeah, I had to do that. Thank you. Like we both got yeah. started talking about Jesus. Well, <laughs> I mean, days. it's great, and <clears throat> like I said, we've talked about my almost like full Christian conversion that just yeah happened. over the summer. Um, yeah, and now that I've been pretty far away from it, um, because you grew up. Did you grow up? What's your background? Just give people a little ca bit. Catholic. Your, but, yeah. Okay. Um, did you go to CCD? I went to Catholic school. Ooh, 
people that went to Catholic school had everybody's got stories. See, it's religion. religion we have the, the living, we have religion, the living religion rosary. is corrupt. Oh God. The, <laughs> we <have> the, <laughs> wait, no, yeah, this thing called the living rosary. It's actually kind of, I mean, I'm not even knocking it, but the kids would all be wearing like colors. It's kind of a cult and magical when you think about it. <laughs> it's so culty, all of it. So we'd have our our like the rosary is like beads, you know, and it's like you yeah. say 10 Hail Marys, then it's a break, our father. 10 Hail Marys, break. So it's like this structured thing. And it's kind of like mala beads, basically. Yeah. Just gotta um, be some but, kind of but like in the church demonic the kid, thing. <laughs> I mean, I would what? I would argue definitely not. But well, what about that Bloody Mary? The like I kept thinking of Bloody Mary as you're saying Hail Mary. I mean, Anyways. it's it's a powerful yeah. archetypal thing, but back the the living rosary was like rosaries are a good thing, right? I don't really know what a rosary does, honestly, except for I've seen them in movies. See, I'm not well, it's like thing. a it's like mala beads kind of, and you count on the beads and say a prayer. So the intention is to I mean, I get it, and I think I'm I'm not anti rosary prayer at all. I'm not anti any type of a prayer or any yeah. type of spiritual thing at all. Mm-hmm. whatever it is, whatever gods they are, whatever it is, it's spirituality. So do what, what works for you. But this you're saying, vibe. you're saying Hail Marys and it really is repetitive and you, you're, you're forced to think about this prayer and it is kind of like rhythmically going in and it is this process. Um, and it's, I don't know, it's kind of just like a meditation really. So, but you yeah. say like, however many hail you say one hail mary for each bead of it i've never done this and i don't i don't think i do you do this i did when i was in catholic school you have one now that you use no no yeah it doesn't sound like anything i would do i probably get bored after about one counting and then forget Well, you have i mean you have to believe you have to like yeah trying to make i like I, i now i just all I do, all I do, and straight up, like I've got paper and I write up, dear God. And I literally at like, can you please clear the demonic energies in my house? Or like, dear God, can you help me um, see what I'm doing in my life that's keeping me from like be- being like closer to you or having a clearer relationship? Mm-hmm. Or like, or like, help me with this situation. And then specifically, I put it in, dude. And then I tape it to my computer or I set it down and it works it works well there's nothing there's um i don't want to sound harsh but like i think what's going on with that is actually the same thing that's going on with like manifestation i write it down because it feels stronger and i say it out loud yeah and but it's (laughs) you're saying dear god instead of i am or whatever Mm, that means that's the same right I mean, God as I, God as I, I, think, I am, right? I think, um, yeah, and, and Yahweh is I am that I am. That's what that's and that's, that's God, right. and then Yeshua yeah. comes from that, right? Um, Jesus is the breath of Yeshua. But they, of I God. don't know. It's it, prayer is happening in your your mind, in the the mind, and that is outside of the body, and it is it's focusing your consciousness to the higher realms, which is. Some people would call it the higher selves and other would just say God, but it's, it's out of the meat suit at least, you know? Yeah. And, and uh, interesting you say out of the meat suit, but it does feel like 
it comes from within. You know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. I always feel like I go within, I go feel closer to God. Like I don't look externally and God, you know, is just whatever the creation of everything for me. I don't know what that is. I don't know. I don't know what happens when we die. I don't know how I got here. I really don't feel like I have any answers. So I'm okay with like this creator outside me. I, f- I always feel a connection to God. Uh, Look at us. We're talking about God already. We have so through. many other things we could talk about. We go to the hardest topic of like <laughs> super stoned. You and I like have to do. <laughs> well, I was just going to say, I, I feel connected to God usually in actions somehow. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. like um, I feel connected to God playing music for yeah. sure. Yeah. Yeah. Playing music or being in a creative flow. Like. Or even just a freaking driving your car flow. I feel it in the car. And then I'm just like, thank you. Like, (laughs) like when the vibe, I'm like, I feel this vibe. Yeah. Like you feel the vibe. Like, hallelujah. And you're, you're like amplifying yourself, but also being like, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Keep it coming. Keep it coming. Keep it coming. Yeah. 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 yeah, You gotta be You gotta be grateful. And you gotta, you know, gratitude gratitude is, is, um, it's, it's, the biggest like God hack really because yeah. it clears all this. It clears the nagging, like what if, or like what, like things could be better. Yeah. You're just like, they're all so fucking great. So yeah, it is good to appreciate what you have. Get your mind like used to seeing that. Cause we're like machines, programmable machines. Speaking of machines two twenty two twenty two is coming up. Like, this is a lot of twos. Um, so two to anybody who doesn't know in numerology, um, it's the master builder number and to Mason's the master builder, um, skulls and bones. I believe 22 is very important to them because there are literally 22 bones in the skull. Did you know that there's eight in the cranium in the brain case and 14 are associated with the face. So that's why I believe the skulls and bones secret society comes from. I'm not positive, but I would guess. So the Masons 11 um, is the innovator number. 22 is the master builder. 33 is the um, the teacher, like the whatever, the master teacher. And uh, so 11 and 22 are key because 33 is like the ultimate number. So just, just mentioning that. But also the Kabbalah teaches that there are 22 paths between the, I think the Seraphat. I don't know about that. And then there's 22 letters to the Hebrew alphabet. And then the last 22 thing is the Gnostic key. You were talking about this earlier to revelation is in revelation in the Bible in Isaiah or in 22, Isaiah 22, 22. And the key of the house of David, I will lay upon his shoulder. So he shall open and none shall shut and he shall shut and none shall open. I guess that's talking about the Gnostic key or something like that. Isn't, I don't know. I just, isn't that also, I've heard of the thing where it's like <laughs> textually in the whole Bible and you go to the very, very middle of it, there's like a secret uh, passage or a secret Bible or not a secret, really? but a, a special Bible quote that the Masons acknowledge. And I think it has, it, it sounded familiar to what you were just talking about. It in, probably I, is in that. Isaiah. It's Isaiah. Yeah. 2222. 22. Yeah, it says it's the um Gnostic. So 22, the Gnostic key to revelation in the Bible. Yeah, and it's that. So so 222 22 is coming up and we know that to these occultists these numbers mean a lot. Like they really mean a lot to them. Um, you know, uh, Kylie Jenner supposedly had a baby 
and named it Wolf. <laughs> and it was born on 2-2-22, which it's Luprica right now, which is the actual Valentine's Day. Luper uh, carrot. Luper carrot. Yeah. 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 Which people like. Uh, it's all about keeping the wolves out and like they sacrifice a dog and all this weird stuff and wear these loincloths of the sacrifice goat and run through the men run through the city and they whip women to make them more fertile. This is fucked up. And then like kids that sounds um, awesome. And then teenage boys like draw a billet where all the girls names are in this billet and whoever they draw, they have to have like orgies with and stuff. And then they have to like you have to be with them. This is just what I read about Valentine's Day. This is like and the heart I mean, that's is, from our savage human past. Yeah, that's no, that's we, that's where we are. No, we're still those people. We're just, like we're those pagans. Now, yeah. No, even worse. Um. So the heart, the reason why we're giving each other heart Valentine's is because of in the um there was a can was it the Candonites where that lo- worshipped Baal? Well, B A L in their language meant heart, but it's like B A L L like Baal. So it was like mm. associated. So that's why we use hearts for Valentine's Day. But you guys, Valentine's Day is not what you think it's about Cupid and all that. This is about Lupercaria. <laughs> and then in February is like Febrar, some other like Embolk uh, wor- was the beginning of February. Oh, right. Embolk. And then but this is like um some kind of uh, like, some kind of cleanse that has to happen. Is that what happens with Embolk? What is I mean, all these holidays are seasonal holidays, you know, like you have to think about and in Catholicism just changed all this pagan stuff into Christian stuff. Oh yeah. yeah. Easter Christmas. Um, and, and yeah, bullshit, bullshit. But bullshit I'm saying right? ain't nothing. There ain't nothing wrong with that because we're still <laughs> here on planet earth. And as an astrologer, I would say the seasons matter, you know, cycles matter. Everything in our faith ties back to nature and the seasons and, my kind of issue with Christian stuff a lot is like this dang devil world, God forsaken it is a devil world. world. It is, but it's though. it's also not. There's nate nature things. I don't think nature is awful. No, the, I think it's humanity. Culture. It's culture. Humanity. That's the problem. The but problem I'm saying is, anim- that's why I don't think like animals. They don't need Jesus. Plants don't need Jesus and stuff like that. Like. Yeah, there. But yeah, we come. We there. are. We're that too, and our disconnection from that is the story of the fall. Like, our, yes, the Nephilim, right? The, Coming the in fall from- out of the garden is related to that, and so we we're we're stuck post fall, whatever that really means. And we are separated from nature and God and whatever. But like, what I was getting at is like the seasonal festivals and that aspect of religion is super human and super important like acknowledging the season acknowledging the changing of the seasons in nature is the core of of this experience that god made for us as humans so like i don't like when christianity treats nature as yucky and this world this world is so yucky and i i think that what i'm seeing at least and i don't know if this number is right i'm just gonna throw it out but it feels like like a high 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 percentage of christianity is pretty corrupt and catholic oh, yeah. and catholicism all of the religions out there but the christian church been has been infiltrated hard and um yeah i mean look at the mega churches it's these people they it's idol worship there's like idol worship going on and money worship which is mammon um i, I think basic things within christianity um 
make people do the right thing in general. And when you think of Christians who go to church, it's like they're bringing, it's pro-family, it's pro-community, you're with your community, um, it's very social and it's it's moral, you know? So I'm yeah. all about that. They're like this shirt isn't Christian, but it's like, <laughs> I'm, I, I, I wear it because like, I like those types of people. I like yeah. the types of people who are doing the truck thing right now. Like the blue collar Christian middle American people. Yeah, let's eat at a are diner gonna, together with everybody. Yeah. Whatever that culture is, which has more gender norms, more men being men, women being yeah. women. Like, yeah. okay, what is that? Like, what are those people capable of then? You know, they're going to stand up and they're going to fight back versus the soy people, metaverse people with pronouns. <laughs> the woke, woke, woke demonics or what did I call the woke demic, woke academic, <laughs> woke demic. You know how I feel about we're in a woke demic. We're in a woke right. demic right now, everybody. Get your Patriot shirt on. No, you got lack yeah. of spine. No, you said you were I, one time to me. You're like, I think being Christian is the most rebellious thing you can do right now. And I didn't get it. And you're but then you explained you're like, yeah, you're like not like being promiscuous. You're not like being mean to people. You're being good to your neighbor. You're like repenting and you're clearing your your heart and you're trusting and having faith that is rebellious these days it is mm. a counterculture yeah because there's depopulation and what <laughs> like they don't want the nuclear family so that this has been a you know uh, the baby boomers were like the start of this conditioning yeah or even before the TV, that. like the tv coming out and so this is generations in the making but we're here at the bottom of the toilet and it's <laughs> It's it's the U.S. Pluto return. It's on yeah. time. So what tell us what does Pluto's return represent? OK, the so United P States. Pluto is a planet that's <coughs> that's very far out. So it takes a long time for it to do a lap around the sun. Is that why it wasn't discovered till the 1930s? Yep, because you can't see it with the naked eye. You can see the seven traditional planets at night mm -hmm. with your naked eye, but yeah, but you can't see any of them in the city anymore. What kind of naked eye were they basing this <laughs> off as like, you know what I mean? Like country yeah. where you can see the stars. That's funny. But they just, the ancients developed astrology, not knowing that Pluto was out there. So it's a new thing that new astrologers have been studying since Pluto was discovered. But the, the point is like in the Zodiac, the, the Zodiac is John D's uh, angels didn't tell him about Pluto. Would have been good information anyway. Um, but the <laughs> basically the Pluto return, you know, ever, the U, the United States, when it was founded July 4th, 1776, Pluto was at, I think, 27 degrees Capricorn. And so it took 250 years for loop or for Pluto to come all the way around all the way back to where it was. So that's like, your, it's like when you're the same thing happens with your Saturn return where oh, yeah. Saturn takes 27 years to come all yep. the way around. Pluto is further out than Saturn and moves even slower. So it's a bigger cycle it's, and you, you use how Pluto, long is it? It's like 250 years. So dang 1776, uh, yeah, you know, till now. So 
the the return We're began both like, like uh <laughs> The, the return anybody be- looking it up good for you <laughs> the the return began in 2008 when pluto entered capricorn and it's oh the economic on- wait was that when the um yeah when the economy crash? Yeah. crashed yeah yep, I, I got laid and off so, the job then. yeah so um that's happening right now but really it's when you think of the span of time from 2008 till now it's been a build-up to like right now yeah. Like this is this is when the house of cards might fall. Like it, the inflation is real. The the insanity of the past two years is pointing to just like chaos, and then everything kind of crumbling. That is the symbolism of Pluto. So you think of the economic crash and things like that crumbling. So basically, from from my point of view, from studying astrology, like we're we're in a a turning point right now and it is it's ugly and it's rough but um it took 250 years for us to get to this point um so whatever happens when it's over the united states is going to just be different than because it's just it's change it's death and rebirth so yeah i just think i think um (laughs) The buildup because this is this is a slow moving planet. It's a slow buildup, and it's peaking right now. But the slow buildup from 2008 till now makes sense to me. It's been getting worse and worse and worse and worse and more woke and more woke and more more retarded. Woke meter, yeah. The woke demic. Now we're in the woke demic. Yeah. uh, But um. But it, yeah, it's peaking now, and then it Pluto ret- retrogrades and it peaks again in November. So I say it's possible for some crazy shit to go down. <clears throat> yeah, when that happens, but crazy shit has been going down. So totally, no, absolutely. It might be just exactly, a slow burn. Yeah. It could be. It, it it's not going to be like it hits the exact point and boom, it's activated. It's been a slow burn. Yeah, and it just hits the ultimate height the ultimate peak um in february and then again in in march or i'm sorry in february and then in november so yeah so i've been thinking about this and like the whole red and blue concept of mind programming where those use the left and the right side of your brain um basically when you see those colors they've been created like for division and like anger and animosity, you think of Republicans versus Democrats, right? They don't like each other. Usually one's red, one's blue. You don't want to see Donald Trump wearing a blue tie or you don't want to see Hillary wearing a, any, anything. You just don't want to see her. I mean, better example, um, Biden, you want to see Biden. like people want to see their person in their color. You think of the red pill versus the blue pill. Um, look at your hat. You're wearing a Grateful Dead hat. It's red and blue. The Pepsi logo. You see it everywhere, right? And so it's CIA band. <laughs> yeah. So like it creates this um, this feeling of division, and it's it's definitely there's stuff they're they they're purposely doing it for mind programming. And I think it's tied to this Pluto's return because we're gonna see a lot of purple coming in. Like in advertisements, you see the red and blue in the front, you're going to see purple a lot behind it. And this is all over the Super Bowl. Purple represents the new world order. So Pluto's return comes. Everybody hates each other. You get all this red and blue, like animosity. The U.S. crumbles. Perfect to roll out the red, a purple carpet for the new world order to come save the day. 
All yeah, by design. I mean, you think that so, could be the, what they're planning for their new United States after this Pluto's return, new world order, just bring it in. Fully? I, I, I agree with you that I agree with you about the duality <laughs> of that and duality is real. But like I said, duality is part of this realm, this creation. Ge- that's why gender is real. Like the duality of male and female, when they come together, a birth happens and something new, a synthesis. So if there wasn't literally polar opposites creating sparks, even in like energy, like um, positive and negative electrical forces, it's just like baked into this creation we're in. So when people are like, um, either like super spiritual guru people can be like, I'm non-dual. Like I rise out. I'm, I'm out. I'm non-dual. Yeah, and God, God is non-dual. I agree. Yeah. I think, but I think we're here and we choose duality because we need a villain. We need an adventure. We need conflict to, to level us up because creation happens when polar opposite forces um, create a spark or create. Yeah. Sometimes if we're new. too comfortable, I feel like you need, you need like a catalyst to get you moving, to get you changing. Cause if you're too comfortable, you know, and we let this happen. Like, different generations kind of let all of these bad, like our governments are like broke as fuck. Like I'm from (laughs) Illinois. That state and that city is so far in the red in debt. And they're just printing money like crazy. And all of the financial, like wall street stuff, you know, this is, this has been a long time coming. And, uh, I'm a, a, a Scorpio and I am like, let it fucking crumble. Yeah. Like <laughs> j- just rip the bandaid off. Like, I know. I know. Right. I know. We I were all like, going to rebuild it's something not, it's better. It sucks, it sucks right now. So like, you know, it can't get much worse. I hope God, I hope, I don't know. But we're, f- I mean, we're fighting in a, a spiritual war. We are, oh, we are soldiers. This is. This, is a, this is a spiritual war. This is absolutely. world war three. Like it's a different oh, type of war. Bigger than that. Maybe this might be World War a thousand. We don't know how long this is. I don't know. I don't know. Definitely yeah, World but War. Yeah. Basically, like I, you know, look at my fucking shirt. I know. I'm ready. <laughs> right. Okay. <laughs> All right. So I want to talk while we're on the topic of the government. And we've been talking about how you know, the United States was formed and like these Francis Bacon guy and the John D who helped the England happen. And then Francis Bacon, who laid grounds for George Washington and these guys to come and set up the country. And now what they did in Washington, D.C., I learned about in these documentaries, I watched all the occult symbolism. Did you know how much occult symbolism is in the city of Washington, D.C.? Like, yeah, it's like if you look at it, from a satellite it's like a pentagram right yeah yeah the well there's a pentagon straight up which is like when i woke well, yeah, up and, and it I, has I was the like wa- oh it's called pentagon pentagon oh yeah <laughs> the washington monument um yeah yeah and and then across from it is like it, the washington monument is like a dick yeah and there's a big pool <laughs> or there's like a big like yeah yeah <laughs> you know so what it is is so the wa okay so the washington monument the obelisks that are like phallic um related to the sun god Ra 
And the four sides of the Washington Monument are aligned with the cardinal directions in Washington, D.C. Okay, they're literally lined up with north, south, east and west. And at ground level, each side of the monument measures fifty five point five feet long, which is equal to six hundred and sixty six inches. The height of the obelisk is five hundred and fifty five point five feet, which is equal to six thousand six hundred and sixty six inches. South of the Masonic Temple is just south of it is the Masonic Temple, which sits 13 blocks north of the White House. Yep. It's yeah. all numeral- numbers, numerology. I mean, this is the, the I mean, the founding fathers w- were Masons. Yeah. They, yeah. And, ar- and Masons architects. Read, the book I you mean, talked about, the Manly P. Hall, the secret teachings of all times is literally when you join the Masons, I've heard that's like, here's your first book to read. Osama bin Laden had whatever. Osama yeah, he did. Had when, yeah. It's um, uh, I mean, it, it is a good so they book. They all knew. And, they know. Well, I, I don't think it's I don't think it's um <clears throat> evil. I don't think that information is evil. Yeah. I think it's neutral, it's balanced, it's um it is like that checkerboard floor, which everyone's like so satanic to have checkerboards, but it is showing a truth. Like we there we are in a world of duality, and these but the problem is when these people have um hubris when they think, oh, I'm this grand architect creating this this reality this matrix that's what those people are doing it's it's like a type of magic and sorcery i feel like that's why god doesn't says he doesn't want us to do magic in the bible because of it's like those people that ruin recess for everybody in elementary school it's like one person ruins recess for everyone you know everybody else was cool but yeah i mean (laughs) these like um, people want to take over the world it it totally it it totally is that for sure. Um, I also think you know you're an artist, right? Mm-hmm. You understand the spiritual drive to create, and I think being artistic and creative is um, a a godly thing. You know, yeah. I think God, yeah. I think that's living with your soul. Your soul wants to create, just like because we are made in the image of God. We want to be creative. So I'm not like the idea, even of just humans being architects of anything of build, like we want to build and create and, and be gods here. That is human nature. I, I think it's like our downfall when people have hubris and think unrealistically, but if you are, I'm copycatting the creator by thinking about his creation with the four seasons and the four elements and the planets and the human experience, which is very special and unique, you know? Well, I feel like the, everything that is happening is just copycat. Like, Oh, they're trying to create artificial wombs. Why we women can have babies just fine. Or like even big pharma Rockefeller medicine, literally they created the problems to make us sick, get everybody on this shitty food diet full of poisoning, get them pumped full of poisons. Yeah. And then we'll give them the solutions. It's like inverting. Everything was just fine before. That's what I, I agree that that is an inversion and that's hubris. That's mm. th- those people don't think about God. Yeah. But when I said I'm copycatting God, I'm saying like, if I see a freaking natural beauty that God made in my head, that's my opinion. God made it that way. Beautiful. I might, I mean, as an artist, I'm going to be like, 
I can create beauty like like God. I'm You're inspired like, by that. Yeah. Now I want, yeah, no, and, and we need artists that will create that will take this time to paint the paintings and make these songs. Like some people don't want have that drive to do that stuff. You well, know, and most different. artists are woke. So so out of a virtue <laughs> signal, they've just taken a two-year vacation from being in public because oh, they're woke. Yeah. <laughs> okay, back. So let's go back to Washington, D.C. symbolism. I like really want to talk about this more because it blows my mind. So this Washington Monument, which is the obelisk, which is a power, it's a power center. It's what it is. And it has the reflective pool right in front of it. So that's as above, so below. It it reflects in. And then um, you were right. The the Washington Monument, I think it, it, there's, what's the dome on the other side? That's represented as like the female the Washington titty. <laughs> yeah. Like basically the obelisk like sets into it every night. It's like a ritual that happens like a sun rich God ritual. Yeah. And, and the killing of the King. I mean, they're recycling people in Washington all the time. <laughs> and um, the system is there. The architects, the founding fathers created our laws and legal systems. Um, and there's supposed to be protection from, the checks and balances of the government are technically supposed to prevent corruption and evil stuff, but we're in this like plastic McDonald's version of <laughs> the founding father's vision yeah. where everything is totally sold out. Like yeah. literally. Yeah. It's like the movie they live. Totally sold out. So it's like the temple of our government. Our government is a temple for sure. The Masons built it. The Masons meet in Masonic temples. This is the the religion as government. And that's also, I have anarchist kind of leanings because I'm kind of like yeah. these days yeah. with the with today's technology, and this is Aquarian of me, but we don't need government because- yeah. We can govern ourselves and and we have the resources now and the communication and the technology and resources. Very, this is very much on trend with our shirt. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But, uh, and this government, they're bullshit. So like the Pentagon, okay. (laughs) Pentagon. The Pentagon is literally like that represents that. Did you know that Venus makes the shape of a pentagram like every eight years venus is is lucifer too yeah that's the morning star right but lucifer uh, don't get me started on that because john milton made that kind of john milton he wrote paradise lost like what the bible says about lucifer i think is a mistranslation because they're talking about a babylonian king and he compares the king to being a prideful venus star the morning star it's like oh you think you're so bright and great boom the sun comes and the real king the real king god yahweh from the old testament will outshine you so the idea that lucifer it's like it's very complicated is all i'm yeah well but but yeah 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 i hear you and i feel i feel like i've been seeing stuff lately that the stars there's people they could very likely be the fallen angels. I mean, God cast them out and sent them up places and everything at our souls, our energy, right? Like what if like the stars are literally all the angels and some of them are the fallen angels. I don't know. Like, I don't know. You know, the Masons, the dollar bill, the, um, the triangle on the dollar bill above the pyramid, you know, how it's floating with the eye. That eye is serious. 
the star Sirius. Yeah. The, um, I mean, obviously I'm interested in the stars. Um, but yeah, even the Gnostics. Well, you like Modest Mouse. The stars are projectors. Yeah, projecting our lives out to us. They sing about space yeah. a lot. He sings. This, there's a song called "The Stars Are Projectors," where he's straight up tell. He's like saying the stars are projectors. So think of the art. Like think of like the angels and maybe the fallen angels as well, projecting for their energy into here, and that's how the astrology works because they all have different. Well, they thought they that they there. There is a tradition that thought the planets were all evil, or they were like the archons. So they were ruling they the people who thought this was like a wicked, horrible realm, like kind of you said earlier, like they, they thought that this planets were it kind causing of is, that. man. Like think about the the Vades agenda, you know, this is a real wicked dark world. <laughs> yeah, I think um I totally agree, but I think it's man. It's man or entity. I think. Yeah, no, it's these. It's I think entities. it's these fallen angels that were cast out of here. They're like little babies, and they can't like like follow the rules, and they're like grounded, but they're sneaking out, and they're coming down here like, I'll give you humans fun stuff, but then we can come in here and take control again, and like you know, I just picture like some rebellious like kids. Yeah, I mean, um, I don't know. Like I said. I think this realm need like w- was designed to have good and evil. And, well, is, I mean, it's here. That's yeah. the fact. So like that, yeah. you know, so that, yeah. So, like calling them fallen angels. <clears throat> it's like, what are we actually talking about? Like, it's so Isn't complex. Isn't this in the Bible though? Like literally talks about casting out fallen angels. Am I wrong? I could be wrong. There there's, I, I don't really know I, the idea of them fallen angels. What is it's it? The definitely... Arch- Isn't there a name for it? Am I wrong? I swear. Book of Enoch talks of, has a whole list of the fallen angels. Right. Have but talk- like the, that's, that's a religious way of describing something. Why religious? What is that something? Though? Why religious? So religious to me. Because, but be, well, biblical. It's biblical. A bib- okay. okay. Or I guess gotcha. e- Enoch, if that's I what we're talking I try to separate. About. You know what I mean? Um, But the Bible is religious for sure. That's a, that's, a manual of a religion like but um the fallen angels thing yeah like that could mean a lot that it could be documented as these are fallen angels but are they talking about like aliens are they talking about but- demons are they talking about gods and goddesses there it's kind of a rabbit hole but entities are real and i do believe some are higher and closer to God and some are lower and away further away from God. But what we call that, I don't know if I would be, I don't know if I would call everything angels and demons. I just call them entities good or bad kind of. Does yeah. That, yeah. It makes sense. And there's a lot of I, I'm like, neutral and trickstery. And I'm back at like this. It's like, to me, I'm like kind of at this angels versus demons thing, sort of kind of, there's, but not all bad. Some people have messaged me. Do you think everything's demons? I'm like, no, I don't think everything's demons. Not, I mean, I really don't think everything out there's demons. And my proof on that is that I guess I heard there's some kind of war going on in the heavens. And who'd be, who'd the demons be fighting if there aren't angels? And who'd the angels be fighting if there aren't demons? And this comes back to what you were saying in this world having duality and needing that to exist. So. Yeah, you know? I th- I think there's definitely even, evil though. There's definitely goodness. 
But even in the Old Testament, Satan is uh, <clears throat> one of the angels. And yeah, but he all... gets in trouble, doesn't he get sent out? No. In the book of Job. Oh. In the book of Job. That's what I'm saying. These are The Bible doesn't have one thing. Um, it, it's not like a continuous author that wrote right. everything. It's different books, different authors, different eras. And the book of Job, um, the story is like God... Uh, the devil asks God, like, if Job is so good, how do you even know? Like, why don't you test him? Like, make his life horrible and see if he curses you. And the devil in this case is kind of like a legal figure. He's one of the angels that's job is to like test the humans or test us and evil tests us. So from that super ancient Old Testament perspective, like that hints that God wants us to be tested down here so if it's a free-for-all of good and evil the evil is the test and how do we handle it i believe in the possibility of reincarnation and karma um so i think this is all part of our part of like the big plan of god that we can't really comprehend down here I had some thoughts about reincarnation and karma recently, and it was like, basically, I think there's kind of two ways that people think they either believe in like reincarnation and karma and past lives and here on earth. And they probably kind of more flexible about um, magic and mystery and stuff like that, you know, and then there's also then there's people that believe like God and there's heaven and the one, you know, one big life. And that's right. And so I was like, how can these two different people have these two different realities? It's because of what you believe. So if you don't believe in karma or samsara, I don't think you might not have reincarnated lives. But if you believe in just God and this life, like, then you get what I'm saying? Then you get that. I, I just it's what you believe in. Maybe escaping yeah, samsara. What? So what if escaping samsara and reincarnation was the trap of being here on Earth? And God just wanted us to come back to him and that concept that there's just the one God in the one way and that things are, you know, the messed up thing here is that we're trapped in reincarnation, trapped in the Tesseract, trapped in time, the fourth dimension. You get what I'm saying? And that samsara and time, time, it all's based on time, past lives, time. I'm not saying it doesn't happen at all. Like there's some, there's, there's a lot more going on here than we realize. But what if, to escape that, you just change your belief that you have transcended that is actually like just going to God. And you're like, oh, okay, cool. Chick, chick, you're good. You did your time on earth. You learned your stuff. And now you get to leave and, and go to this higher realm. I don't know. I think it's <laughs> possible. Like, just I like I don't thinking. Know. I, I, study, I like thinking, you know. I look Why? into NDEs a lot. And what's that? your death experiences where people die and then come back. Um, And the consensus seems like the soul, which is like the soul's home is with God. Right. But we want to come here for this experience. We want to go somewhere with villains and conflict and challenges. Because when you think of how good heaven must be, I'm sure, it's great like I'm, i hear from the nd people and other people that the soul kind of gets bored up there it's perfect up there and we want 
experience down here with duality to, and this is crazy duality and it's, it's a challenge and it's a game, but um, I, I think our true nature is non-dual. Like I'm saying, God is non-dual. I don't think God is a male or a wo- man or a woman. The old Testament, it's a man. Um, but yeah, I think the, I think souls consent to coming down here, knowing it's going to be a shit show. And that if you wanted to stay close to God forever and ever, you probably could. But I think you mm-hmm. event the soul eventually wants more mm-hmm. of this creation. You know, there is there is a reason that things are the way they are here. There's night and day, male and female, good and evil. Evil. You know, mm-hmm. God yeah. made it that way. Yeah, for for a reason. You know. Yeah, just and I like, think we just we come in here forgetful. Nobody knows shit. Well, except I for what fear- we know inside. I know. Yeah, I know. That's the thing is I've been really. Yeah, we don't know anything. And I have so and that's a whole like rabbit hole, for lack of a better word for me to fall into about why we don't remember our childhood. What happened to our memory? Because we come into this world and children are you can tell kids see through the spirit realm. So they see, you know what I mean? Babies will look at you. They see you. That's why they cry probably because they see how horrible it is here. But like they're close to God. They haven't forgotten like they're more telepathic and you know, all these abilities, these extrasensory abilities that I believe we should have more of, but they've been turned off by. Well, now they're muzzling the- you at that yeah. age. So think yeah. about that. Too. Yeah. And so there's all this trauma and then MK ultra and sexual abuse and just, um, you know, the fractured home, all that stuff that the new world order and Alice Bailey wanted to do. And it's giving trauma to the point where, we're forgetting a lot. I think that's part of why we for, don't remember a lot. I think we might, and we're not taught, you know, to have, to like be with nature and to be with God and to like understand this world and be connected to the seasons that I feel like in the stars, I just feel like there's so much inherent wisdom, just a being that's all been stripped away and we've been polluted. And that's why we're in like a godless world kind of, I don't know. Well, I think we're just at the end of an totally era. Godless. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Back we to have pool. to yeah, we have to hit turn. rock bottom. You know, mm-hmm. we know there's a better way. Um, it's taken a lot of other people a long time to wake up to the past two mm-hmm. years, but it's slowly happening. Good, and it's going to get worse. It's I know. <laughs> COVID's over. COVID <laughs> is basically over. If you don't have a what's next going on in your head you're not being vigilant about it. And um, because they are, they are, they do have their what's next. They've been planning this for a long time, you know, and they're running out of time and they're desperate. Their yeah. system is crumbling. They know. Yes, it. they know. Cause because they live by these numbers. They live by the astrology. They live by the magic and they're ruled by it. And that I'm going to just say more about Washington, DC. There's more. Um, the boundaries in the city established by George Washington in 1791 form a square mile, 10 miles long on each side. The distance converts to 43,455 <laughs> ancient Egyptian Royal cubits, the same figure as the ratio between the great pyramid and the dimensions of the earth. I mean, you know that no coincidences, right? <laughs> there are there. They were the Masons. They were the yeah. architects, you they, know? Yeah. They line it all up. And, um, and the, they know the occult and like, you know, yep. who, who's to say that the Why American, is a serpent, but like the American experiment, 
can we say that was all horrible and evil and should have never happened? Or was, I would argue, no, America rocks. We're the only country that um, is really, if, if we fall, the whole world falls right now. And, and we're valuing freedom in, in the socialistic communistic countries, which is the future. It is Canada. It is Australia and New Zealand. Uh, these right. world economic forum, like communist technocrat countries, um, America, it's up to us to not give into that bullshit. Um, yeah. and I think the Christians, Christian men will probably play a huge role in that. Cause we live in a fucking soy, soy world. There's a, there's a woke demic. Yeah, I mean, actually, think of you just said the soy, and I thought of the Morning Star brand, which I eat, you see a ton of. Again, that's that Venus, the Morning Star, the Pentagram, the Pentagon, Morning Star, yeah. and and there's Satan is another um, yeah, that- <laughs> veggie food. It's just kind of funny, right? That there's a whole vegan like agenda, and like oh yeah, it's, that's vegan, the world ec- and, and bugs. Like a cult. Yeah. Oh no, thank you. That's the World Economic Forum. No. no. So that's what they want for us. Um, yeah. And the compliant people that are quadruple jabbed and quadruple masked are following. Yeah, they're ringing that, it. They're, that they're, plan. Yeah, they're, they've got to lose themselves. They watch but not everybody's not everybody's been doing that. Is what no, I'm saying. And, no. and we actually we're at war. So yeah, let's look at our shirts. Fight. We're let's serious here. We're fight. being patriots tonight. So okay, speaking of being patriots, the mall in Washington D.C is laid out so the gardens and the streets form the image of guests. You know, they make an animal. An eagle? An owl. So when you look Ooh. at it from above, it makes an owl. And the owl is representative of, um, I don't know how, but they say Lilith. It's just like where the I got owl, The owl is the occult. The occult. And it's Bohemian Grove, too. Because you know, the owl you- sees at night and is oh. a pred- predator. We have a bunch of owls that live outside of our house and have for a while. We hear them at night. Go, hoo, hoo. I go outside and who at them. They'll who back at me. And they, they had a baby. OK, well, year. I'm just saying owls are fucking great. And I love owls. And God made owls. No, nothing sim- wrong. There's nothing yeah. wrong with owls. But we have I'm to just saying, our, like, I, I'm just getting ex- excited because, like, nature yeah. is my religion. Well, OK, yeah, so, that's like, nature. That's great. I'm just like, that's fuck cool. yeah. That's animals. awesome. And that's wonderful. But we're not talking about you. We're talking about the elites. These what did you call them? Oh, yeah, hubris yeah. without hubris. So we got to take it in context. Like, I love the sure, and I sure. see the six, six, six. OK, sign like, sure. Like we can do. That. I love you and all that. The six, six, six and the OK sign. And that's what it means to each other. But to these people without hubris, these elites, it means something different. And when they put the owl out no, there, yeah, like every think of Bohemian Grove and worshiping Moloch. Who takes yeah. sa- who's uh, takes sacrifice? All those, like, is, do you know what Bohemian Grove is? Oh yeah. Okay. I saw that video in high school. Tell us a little about no for anybody way. who doesn't know what Bohemian Grove is, why the owl means anything to this. Why am I saying this? And who goes to Bohemian, Bohemian Grove? I actually know someone who went to Bohemian Grove. <laughs> oh no. Rich, rich Come on. <laughs> no, no comment. I uh, know I don't know him. It's <laughs> um, but they're but Bohemian Grove is a private club near the Bay Area of San Francisco, like in the Redwoods. 
and it's been an annual tradition. Um, it's like a private club where world leaders meet and it's kind of the behind the scenes thing where all the, they plan their, their timeline or whatever, you know, they, uh, all the old presidents are photographed there from Nick's. There's a photograph like Nixon, um, all the, like Nixon through George Bush senior, like all sitting there at the Grove. So yeah, Alex Jones went there. When I was like a young conspiracy teen (laughs) and he took, he infiltrated Bohemian Grove. (laughs) What do you dress as an owl? (laughs) He just went. Because there's a giant owl there, right? Like a big statue. So it's basically like an, it's like a camp, you know, and it's like all, all male. It's partying. Um, They say that there's like male and female hookers everywhere. And it's kind of like a orgy and shit. It's supposed to be raunchy. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. Alex Jones went there and filmed the cremation of care. And uh, (laughs) so it's like this video where Moloch, the owl, Alex Jones said it was Moloch, but it's a a huge owl effigy and like a a pagan, pagan steps. They're in the woods. There's like a a pond and it looks like very like Druid and they're dressed like Druids. And it's like, they, it's kind of a, it's this ritual where they say like they're cremating care they don't care about care. This is a weekend of fun and merry merriment. And it's this like pagan looking ritual. And then they have like an effigy that they burn, which like back in the day would have been a child. So yeah, it's which basically I'm- just Alex Jones went in there and was just like, yeah, I'm here. Like hanging here out at the Grove. Grove. Yeah. <laughs> he just like acted like he was invited. He probably was, but this was like back. <laughs> this was back. Yeah, that's the other thing. I'm a I'm an conspiracy researcher, so Alex Jones in like 2006 really like woke me up as a freaking dumb teenager. I was yeah. like, I was like, the red and blue thing is fake. He's like, they're the, all on the same team and they're occultists. Yep. That yeah. that was a, like a lot of people wouldn't have agreed with that in 2006, but it's kind of common knowledge. Now. Yeah, no, it definitely. Well, yeah, for if your op- eyes are open to what But even the Illuminati on. is mainstream. Like people yeah. know what you're but talking about if you say that's But Illuminati. I don't think that they really know what the Illuminati does. That they're in that they're occultists. But I'm I'm just saying nobody thought like that. Yeah. 15 yeah. 20 years ago. I bet. We I were didn't. just in the matrix like Yeah, it was happy. weird. It was I mean, things were way better before way. before Alex Jones broke broke you. <laughs> well, he, he he broke the news for sure that <laughs> This yeah. shit was crazy. Okay. The White House sits on an apex of an inverted pentagram and it's not closed. I think part of it is like the streets. There's like one block and they say, you know this in magic. If you don't close a pentagram, doesn't that mean something? I think it does. Um, probably. I, I mean, I don't. Because um, it is sacred geometry, basically. So the White House also reveals a perfectly symmetrical Knights Templar cross over it. And then above the dome of the Capitol building stands Lady Lady Liberty, and I think I think that Lady Liberty may be um, both trans. gendered. Yeah, trans for sure. Okay, and guarding the entrance of the Capitol building is uh, Nimrod in the likeness of the Roman god Mars. Mm, whom is that hey, true? Hey, I don't hey, know. Hey, hey, I don't know. I don't know. I'm just reading some. I learned. I'm just looking at some stuff, and this, and then it says that. Uh, the statue of Washington in the Smithsonian Museum of American History was modeled after descriptions of Zeus. Did you know that? 
it's all the same. Like, yeah, they're like all these gods. Was. Basically, there's all sorts of statues like of the Greek gods all around the Washington. God, the gods are real. Like, yeah, they, these are after. So do you think that the Greek gods, I think they are might be some of the Nephilim. What do you think? How do they get all their powers? And how, you know what I mean? I how think are they different than they're us? They're forces of nature. Like they're forces What's nature, of nature, though. This creation. So, like, so the it's God. part of they aren't the big God, but they're they're like created by God, but they're like, there's something different because I'm not, a, I don't know any giants these days. <laughs> these Greek gods were, they had like, they well, the, were powerful, right? They had like they're, they're hammers that made lightning and stuff. I mean, yeah, but myth- I don't you think they really exist? I think they really existed, and that they, I do. I think at one point that they really existed. I didn't. Do you? I don't know. It's a huge. It's a huge mystery. I like I think, to think that they did. Wouldn't I that think be they more represent fun? like archetypal forces in you and in nature, kind of. It's creation, like for this realm to exist, we, um, these forces are here with us. Like Mercury communication is a thing. It's a force. Um, we just represent it as an idol, as this freaking God with wings on his shoes, you know, but it's a, it's a bigger kind of like Plato. Plato would say these like higher forms are the real things. And down here, we're trapped in time and duality and it's not real down here. And that's the, like the, Pla- the Plato's what? cave allegory too. So yeah. Yeah. Right. We don't really know. Right. You, that's where you, you want to explain Plato's cave. I just had a stoner moment and I gave that <laughs> to you instead of explaining it. <laughs> okay. So you're in the cave and you're watching the shadow play on the wall and you're like, Oh wow. Look at the real housewives of da da da, and look mm-hmm. at the stuff happening on TV. But really that's somebody behind you. That's puppeting it, but that's actors puppeting it. And be- the actors are being told what to do, but they're actually on strings basically by other people. So if you leave the cave, there's a second cave you can go into and that's where you become like the people puppeting and like doing the shadow play. But if you do that, you're chained to that system forever. Like these celebrities that sold their souls, like they have to, they have to make, you know, they're sold. So hold on. And they're doing shadow play with a fire. There's a fire in the cave. That's the only source of light. And they're manipulating shadows. The light. They're manipulating the light, which and the shadows is all you can see. Yeah. And so then you leave. So if you don't get tempted by that, you actually leave the cave and you're free. But you're supposed to return back to the beginning to help people come out. That's that's our story. I know. That's the way we're back in the cave. We left and it was amazing. And then we came back here. But it's even if you just have a (laughs) smells down here in the cave. if, If you if you have a spiritual awakening, that's you stepping into the light. But then you then it wears off and you have to go back down to where everyone else is. And just, you kind of tell stories about the light and they say that you'll be called crazy. So, and, and, and our world is the world of shadows yeah. like of the puppet shadows that the fire was casting. The fire is not even the real light. Like when he goes out of the cave, he's like blinded, but he gets blinded used to it. By the light. What's that song? <laughs> blinded by the light. No. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> we always do this 
<laughs> you sing in your band in Moonstone Quill. I do, yeah. How's the band? How's that? How's band life? Band life's been awesome. Um, it's so fun, and I'm so like great. That's another You're thing. Playing shows like, all the time. Yeah, it's it, and that's another thing that's made it hard to podcast. Um, but I love it, and playing in a band is uh, a team group effort so it is yeah. uh, and if you're not a team player like <laughs> you better get a solo project going oh i need to yeah. look for that drum machine for you yeah that yeah cord, yeah it's yeah i can't remember if i've sold it or not i love that you noticed it because i posted i'm gonna i've been playing with my bandmate and uh my friend alan and uh he's super shy so anytime i like post any band pictures it looks like me alone because alan's like i do not want to be like on camera kara and like um yeah. but i posted an old video of me playing that korg and you were like oh i want one of those and i was like i think mine's for sale did you find do you know if you i need to it? it's i literally just need to like le like look i think it's right in here i do i think i still have it because i was gonna anyways we could talk about we'll talk about it after <laughs> yeah. I'll I'll lean over once we're done recording into my I, I have a locker to the right here. Like a actual like a locker. I bought a locker for my office. Do you ever go to like open mics or anything? Not anymore, but I did when I like years ago when I first started to like sing and play my keyboard out. Um and it's so good to do that. It's a great icebreaker. Yeah. And someone. you meet you meet the community basically. Yeah, you gotta know to get shows, you gotta like, yeah, it, it's networking. Yeah, you know, get in at a venue and then you're in. It it is frustrating though because um, I was taking lessons. Like I I'm like, hey, I I want to get better. I'm playing in a band and I have an opportunity to get better and like and, and grow. That's what that's the whole goal. So I really wanted to set time. I started <clears throat> paying for lessons. That's right, guitar lessons. And it's I I it got derailed and I had to be like, hey, I don't have time to do lessons. Yeah. And, so I'm getting back into the groove of of that and I really wish I didn't have to work a day job and could like do that full time or that and the podcast full time or yeah and NFTs full time or something Maybe you should write a prayer like I do. Hmm? Ask God. I yeah, <laughs> I I totally do a, like um God. I'm like pr prayer. on a prayer challenge, yeah. Do it. challenge. Yeah, I dare yeah. you to pray. I dare you. I mean, I've been watching. We've been watching the Righteous Gemstones. Have you seen that show? It's like I don't about watch the any, mega. It's about TV. the yeah. It's a mega. It's an HBO show. It's about this mega churches. Oh, um, I've heard it. Is, isn't it Danny McBride? Danny McBride. Yeah, nice. it's it's funny because you know the mega churches are just so obviously corrupt. Um, but yeah, music, music is amazing. I love that you play music. And um, where can people find? your music do you have albums out does moonstone have albums out no we're gonna record in um hopefully april um, oh april's gonna be a good time right you keep telling me that look forward yeah to april, april will be a good time um but we we just been playing a lot and trying to learn more songs and be more experimental and coming up with like our own style like so we um we kind of play, it's mainly me on guitar, Nate on the mandolin, and Brett on the bass. Then we have this like rock star violin player, Maureen. Oh, that's who, awesome. Who she, and she, but she um, is very busy, has two kids, and lives on the front range. So she, we kind of like play with different lineups. I was gone for three shows to go to Florida where I got this shirt. That's so right. It, 
Can I play some Moonstone Quill it's, in this episode for everybody to hear? Uh, Do you have permission? Asked. Can you get me a clip? To what? Or, can you get me a clip so I can play some Moonstone Quill in this episode for people to hear? Yeah, maybe. We like I said, we we made some recordings that are kind of like we're not really promoting, but we we have an Instagram and we play a lot of clips. Like when when we're just like a live band at this yeah. point, and we're just like very focused on getting better at playing live, getting getting better at playing yeah. together. And if you play like two shows a week regularly, like it's so fucking awesome. And, but, like, and by April, you're going to have all that, those songs down so well that recording will be, that's the best way to record. I feel mm -hmm. like I recorded my 11 song album in like three sessions, uh, like in a couple hours each time. And the record, the producer was like, you're so organized because i do one takes because i knew it because i'd played these songs for years like yeah i, I just yeah. knew them so well i and, um like you just when you it, it's way better if you're paying for studio time to like be yeah. prepared when you go in it's way better so i think that's you guys it makes a lot of sense to keep pounding out the shows like you are get the timing mm -hmm. down because if you can perform them well practice i don't know what for you when you're when you do band practice you guys play a song a whole bunch like over and over like how do you do that we don't really practice. We usually just sh just do shows. You, we just do like, shows, yeah. and well, we're if like, if you're gigging, we're like, we got enough, a new song. Yeah, yeah. You don't have to practice if you're doing enough shows. Yeah. And Nate has an iPad that he can pull up um, tabs on that app. So like, yeah. a lot of the times when pe when people are rowdy, they're like, play this this classic rock song. Like we just kind of pull it up, and it's like three chords. Yeah. Good. We know this one. Like we played it. We, we played a Tom Petty song. I love and Tom like, Petty. Yeah, we played um last last chance for Mary last Jane. Last dance with Mary Jane. Yeah, last One dance, more yeah. time to feel the pain. And That's like all. it was the first <laughs> time we played it, but these me. these women at like a bachelorette party just went crazy. Like, oh, I, see, look, like at biggest, look at me. Look at me. Look at me dancing and going crazy. This, so yeah, we, we like we're we write stuff and we we're we're kind of like uh thrashy, like we play bluegrassy like country style, but it's kind of like thrashy, like affected and jammy. Yeah. And we we play like eighty songs and uh You'd be a good wedding band. Yeah, we 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 uh we played a one wedding once. Weddings, that's good gigs. But it's really fun in a Speaking ski of town. rituals, wow, yeah. Weddings that's something. Oh yeah, being in a ski town, you're in Breckenridge, right? Yeah. So, I have not said that. <laughs> no, you could say that. I don't live in Bre I, I I don't live in Breckenridge. My op, I work my and day job there. But you're always snowboarding. Do you have a? Are you usually what mountain do you? I usually go to key, to Keystone. Okay, nice. Um, I've ski I've skied there a long time ago. I've done. Yeah, yeah. We, I was. I really. I know. I want to come out. I really do. Like, I want to come. I haven't. Like, I grew up skiing. I grew up in Michigan. I was like. I remember being. I'm like having my first skis when I was like six, my family's big skiers. My dad's a really amazing skier. And I remember like putting my skis on in a, like the night we went up North. Um, I was so excited. I went in the parking lot and you, there's always a pile of snow where the snow plows like pushed it to the side yeah. and you can sled down it or play kit. It's kind of dirty, but I put my skis <laughs> on and I, I remember my first time going down, but I was one of those kids that learned young enough that like, it's, I can it's, it's like, like riding it's a like, bike. Yeah, literally. And I can just do the whole 
you know, I love to get up in the trees and ski like, and I snowboard too. And I'm a decent snowboarder as well. I just, I'm way, I'm like, just wait. I'm a really good skier. I kind of like to brag a little. I'm a really good skier. So I'd rather just be on skis. Cause it's, it's like nothing. Yeah. So I would love, I will eventually. And maybe this winter it's not done. Who None. knows? Who knows? It's a, I mean, if you, yeah, you just fly to Denver, um, Denver to Breckenridge is like hour and a half to two hours. That's through the mountains, right? Through the Comes, mountains, yeah. Oh, Denver Airport too. Speaking of Denver Airport, yeah. <laughs> I saw Joe Rogan uh, put a flyer for his Denver comedy show, and it shows him with a paint roller covering up that mural at the oh, Denver really? Airport. <laughs> That's pretty ballsy because that yeah. is a fucking sketchy airports sketchy yeah, sketchy i've heard you, stories about that too tell me what kind of stories have you heard so Please. i've heard um this dude i work with told me his friend was like the head of like the security there like of the tsa kind of or maybe head of security of something and he said to go to your office you have to go down into the underground like 13 levels into the dumps the deep underground the military dumps, bases. Yeah. yeah, there's t- tunnels. All and I've also around. heard. Um, so there's this town, Littleton. Build a that has a, to it ha- your you read my mind. mind. So I love Arcade Fire. I love anytime I do anything about the Playboy Mansion on my stories about the tunnels, I put the Arcade <laughs> Fire tunnels like. <laughs> OK, so the um, Littleton has this gated in community. That, that apparently this friend of a friend was trying to do like contractor work, like doing like plumbing or something. And they like had to like open up the gate and like escort him in with like a security car to go to this neighborhood with like huge walls. And it's like close to a mountain slope. And the rumor is that somewhere over there, there's an underground tunnel that connects to DIA. Wow. And Lockheed Martin has an office right there. Uh-huh, too. They're, and they're corrupt as fuck. Yeah. So and there's like mind programming. There's like there there are there. dumbs like disclose disclosed dumbs like yeah yeah. There's well, I they're the supposedly they in Colorado from, Springs. If you can map like where all the military bases are, like Fort Hood, Texas, all these places, they have tunnels under them. They tunnel. They're connected to. There's my friend um, Voice of Love who's been on the podcast, and I sat one night and she like mapped out all the tunnels. She's such a dedicated researcher. And we were just like diving into dumps. There's tons of them. Yeah. That's a rabbit hole for sure. To- yeah. Total rabbit hole. Dan, we've been talking for two hours and that's usually when I start getting buggy, but I'm like, I'm just feeling good tonight, but uh, I will let you go. Thank you so much for chatting with me tonight. And I feel like we, we covered so much and yeah, it uh, kind of just flew by and it literally feels like Jay. 10 minutes. I know I'm just like kind of looking at the clock. I'm like, Oh my gosh, literally been two hours. Um, but yeah, yeah. So thank you for, thank you for co-hosting, co-piloting as a let's be friends. You're kind of my moonlighting co-host, I guess at this point. Um, and anytime it's yeah. fun. And then this shirt, if we should, you know, Anybody who wants a shirt, just DM us. Um, join the. Join I kind of got scammed in this shirt pandemic. though on the boardwalk. Oh, really? How? This kind of like gypsy gypsy store oh, owner kind of tricked me. A gypsy store owner. That's like an oxymoron. Gypsy store owner. She had gypsy vibes. 
Yeah. She, this thing was really expensive because oh, ti- I was like, the. Well, okay, well, it's a nice shirt. I know it's a black tie dye and they pressed, you know, at the press. Oh, machines. they made it for you there. They, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, she made it for me. The minute I told her she just made it. And then I was like, wait, how much was that? Oh, no. She, she was like, well, at this shirt, at this rate, at this, 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 and 60 rush, bucks. Oh, <laughs> all right. She's like, at a rush order price. <laughs> Yeah, it, it was already made, so I got well, tri- I got tricked, and I knew she was shady. It's a special I, shirt, though, because it's, the, it's extra special now. It is. It's, it's got a good look at that. It ink. does. My no, ink yours might has be better ink than more, mine. I got mine on Amazon, so but they have a lot of them on Amazon. It was twenty. Spread bucks. the message. 20, twenty bucks delivered to the house. So mine was sixty. <laughs> but that was my. I got tricked. You did. You got tricked. We all do sometimes. That's okay. tricked on the boardwalk. We're always we're always flowing in our minds. We're always changing our minds, and sometimes we get tricked, and sometimes we're tricking, and that's just the way it is. So, Dan, thank you for coming on here. Thank you for being my friend. I hope you have a good night. Thank you. You too.